fame is a byproduct of being effective. You cannot help but be famous when you are effective. When you are effective, it's a difference when you're famous because what comes with it is contradiction. What comes with it is persecution. What comes with it is being overlooked. What comes with it is being cast out. What comes with it is being torn down. What comes with it is time alone. Who wants to be famous? First of all, I'd like to uh, acknowledge and give my pastor a warm love and thanks for just allowing me to be here and his awesome wife. Amen. So I, I will start by like giving them a hand. Amen. Bravo. I tell you, it's, it's, it's great to have a man of God and a woman of God in your life. It, it is an awesome time. I also want to uh, acknowledge my wife. Y'all give her a hand because <laughs> y'all clap louder for her than me. <laughs> See, and amen. Amen. It is an awesome thing to be walking with the Lord. I have heard stories and I saw people talk about how the anointing and the glory of God and you can see it before you get here. But Friday night, before I could arrive here, I saw the, the, the presence and the power of God. Normally I come in and just sit at the back and relax. But I had that campfire feeling. Y'all know what that is, right? When, when the, the fire don't, don't feel that good unless you get next to it. So I eased from the back all the way to the front. And when I saw people laying on the floor, and I don't know who that young lady was. I think I see her here sometimes right now. But the young lady that was leading, the look she had on her face, like she was ready to kill somebody. That's the power of God. That was anointing. So it was an awesome thing to be a part of that Friday night. I, I, I told Pastor as I was leaving, I said, Pastor, if anybody asks me about what happened, only thing I can tell them is, <laughs> you know, when you can't tell somebody about how good something is, you, you know, it should have been there. <laughs> you know, you just should have been there, you know. And, and, and that's, that's how it is, you know. So... I want to go right now in your Bibles, if you could, to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number four, verses three and four. And then I want you to look at Luke chapter four, verse 13 and 14. And then we're going to go to 1 John 2 and 15. Now, the reason why I like to do this right here, now, I like to give the scriptures and get out of the way. Amen. In Matthew's gospel, chapter number 4, verse 3 and 4, 
And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And then I want you to look at Luke's gospel right quick. Luke's gospel, chapter number 4, verse 13 and 14. Same story, but there's something added here. In verse 13 and 14, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, you notice there, he came to Jesus with three things. But in those three things was all the temptations. Y'all got that? <laughs> he came with three things. But in those three things was all the temptations. Okay, so, so he says here, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Now I want you to go to 1 John. Chapter number 2 and verse 15. 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Let us pray just, just for a brief moment. Holy Spirit of God, I thank you for the word of God and the power of your anointing, O oh Lord, that teaches us, O oh Lord, and gives us life and strength and help us. I pray today, O oh God, that, that you give us a word, O oh God, that will bring life-changing substance in us, O oh Lord, that we will walk away from here healed, delivered, and set free by the power of God. I thank you now for this time, O oh God, that you've allowed us to be in, that we may receive and get your word in the awesome name of Jesus, I pray, amen. I want to talk today about effectiveness over fame. Effectiveness over fame. And, and I'm going to talk about being in full control. When I begin to, to study the text right now, you know, I begin to look at all four Gospels because the story and the temptation of Jesus is found in all four of the Gospels, but yet when it's found in all four of the Gospels, it's translated or it comes out differently. For in Matthew right now and all, which is Matthew, which is the word K-T-O, which is K-A-T-A in the Greek, which means according to. See, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all three of, the, four of them anyway, had something in common except for Mark. 
For see, Mark, who, who was known also in the God as John Mark. John Mark. See, John Mark was, was a, a later disciple of Christ and all who followed and went along with Paul. Now, there's something interesting about John Mark. You see, Paul did not want John Mark with him. Because there came a time right now and all when things got hot and things got heavy and the fight began to break out and all. And Christians were being tormented and tortured. And Mark left them and went with Peter. And it got so intense right now. And the argument about, about, about John Mark sticking with them and all and being a part of this, it got so intense right now that Peter and, and, and Paul almost came to blows. Which tells me something right now. No, we can be in church and still have a disagreement. Amen. We can be anointed and still have disagreements. Amen. We can be preaching the gospel right now and still have disagreements. Now, I know that ain't good preaching and good teaching, but it happens. Sometimes right now, and all, we'll get up and move to the other side of the church and quit coming right now and all because somebody sat in the seat we sit in all the time. <laughs> y'all don't y'all ain't have that happen. But, but it happens. It happens. It, ha it happens. There's disagreements right now. So when you begin to look at the gospel right now and all, uh, according to Matthew, Jesus in Matthew right now and all, he was known, he was as the king right now and all, because in Matthew, him being the, 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 uh, the one that should come, he was noted as being king. And because he was also Jesus, the word right now and all, in Ecclesiastic chapter number 8, and I think it's around verse 4, it said, for the word, where the word of the king is, there is power. And so when Jesus came right now and all, he came during a time right now and all. But you got to realize the time that he came in and how he came. Because, see, there was a 400-year gap between the, the, the New Testament and the book of Malachi. So when Jesus came walking right now and all, Israel right now, which is the place right now, and Jerusalem right now and all, which was the place right now and all, that God had promised to them that they would occupy and that this would be the land of the promise right now. And all, they were enemies in their own land. They, they were being treated so, so bad right now and all that it was a fearful thing even to be acknowledged as a Jew. So now here is Matthew right now and all. Matthew who is in, in Jerusalem. He is a Jew, and he, but he's up under Roman control. And Matthew also, who has the name of Levi, he was the tax, a tax collector. He was the IRS man. And if any of y'all ever had to deal with them right now, y'all know y'all can't stand them. Amen. If you ever have to go through that situation right there. So Matthew right now and all was a tax collector. But when, when, it, when the gospel was written, the gospel was written, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it wasn't called that at first, but it was called Matthew or Cateo according to Matthew. Which, which means that Matthew was an eyewitness of what occurred. He, he saw what occurred. See, nothing beats experience. See, see, see you, can't, you, you, you can tell me about how to raise my children, but if you don't have none, shut up. <laughs> Amen. Nothing beats experience. You can tell me about going through a marital problem or a marital situation, but if you're not married, hush your mouth. See, 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 it's nothing, nothing beats it. You can tell me about going through an addiction, but if you hadn't had the addiction, you can't tell me anything. It's a, experience gives you a lot right now. Experience teaches you a lot. 
experience is something. That's why right now, you know, that's right and right. I am very humbled when it comes to the pastoral leadership and men who are in authority right now. now. Because I remember there was a day and time I opened my dumb mouth <laughs> until I became one. And then it didn't feel so good. It, it didn't feel so good. So then now I know how to humbly accept and respect men of God. I know how to humbly respect those men that are in authority. That's why I'm good at shutting my mouth. You want somebody to keep their mouth shut about somebody? I'm the best at it. I'm telling you, I don't have nothing to say about nobody. You know why? Because I know what it's like. Amen. If you ever be in leadership and they call a meeting on you and, and you're wondering what the meeting is about, it could be about you. Amen. <laughs> So, 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 so Matthew, he, he, he gives that, 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 that account because Matthew was there. And then, then Mark right now, Mark was known, uh, he was John Mark who, who wrote from what we call a solidical account, which, which he wrote at a time right now and all that after his experience based upon the experience of other brothers and what he had gone through. But here's the thing uh, about Mark. Mark grouped his all into one succession right now. He put everything in one book which make it small. It's only 16 chapters right now. But Mark was power packed and he let it be known. Jesus the perfect man. Jesus the servant. Jesus the perfect servant. If there's one thing right now in all the church done forgot right now, is we done forgot how to serve. We, we don't know how to serve. It is not so much as putting your hands on this right now, but we ought to serve in prayer. We ought to serve in our giving right now. We ought to serve right now. One thing right now, I, I, the ultimate thing was to serve. And Jesus said in the book of Mark himself, I did not come to be served, but to serve. And in one passage of scripture right now, and all, he, he, he gave the passage of scripture as, as he looked in, in, in John chapter 13 at the last supper. The Bible says he, he girded himself with a towel and began to wash the disciples' feet. And Peter wanted to stop him right now and all, because no, 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 don't wash the, our feet. Because we just, and, and Jesus said, no, 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 Peter, if I don't do this, you have no part in me. But, but, but notice what he did. He girded himself with the towel. He was the master, the teacher. But he got down and started washing corns and bunions and dirty feet. You know, Jesus did that. But he got down to do it. There are some men and brothers and sisters, you give them a title right now and all, and they ain't even looking at nobody. There are brothers and sisters in places I have gone right now and, and visited certain churches right now and all, you got 50 members and then got bodyguards. Who trying to kill you? <laughs> Nobody thinking about you. Yeah, yeah, because some people right now, and all, they got it mixed up. They, 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 they want to put fame above effectiveness. You, 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 you know, you can put fame above effectiveness. And what I've learned right now, and all, that, 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 that fame is a byproduct of being effective. You cannot help but be famous when you are effective. When you are effective, it's a difference when you're famous. Because what comes with it is contradiction. What comes with it is persecution. 
What comes with it is being overlooked. What comes with it is being cast out. What comes with it is being torn down. What comes with it is time alone. Who wants to be famous? Hmm. So the byproduct of it, of being famous, or the byproduct of being effective is fame. That, that, that's how it is. Luke's gospel goes into a detailed account like a doctor. Luke was a physician who followed Jesus. Luke, 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 Luke detailed his stuff. Luke, Luke used words like a certain man. Sound like a doctor. Amen. He, he, he went into a detailed account of Jesus and, and, and how, how, how Jesus would be and how Jesus effect. Luke, Luke would give long stories to get to the point about how Jesus would be. You know, and sometimes I, I probably could be a lot like Luke sometimes. Oh, God, K going to kill me. But I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, sometimes, you know, you know when, when dealing with people right now and all, you know, sometimes my wife, she's telling me, just get to the point. <laughs> just, just get to the point. And sometimes she'll tell me, hey, 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 dumb it down. Dumb it down. Just talk to me. You know, so, 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 so see, 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 Luke, Luke would, would go into long, drawn out stories, into details about the life of Jesus. But, but Luke called him the Savior. He would be the Savior, the, 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 the Lord, the Savior. And it's according to. So, so, so that, that, that God. And then John comes along. John dives right into the power of Jesus. He, he gets right into the power of Jesus. And he, and he talked about the power of God. You know, and the Bible says, as many as receive him in John 1, he gave them the power to become sons of God. So the Bible tells us in Luke, the 14th, in, in Luke's gospel, chapter number 4, and around verse 13 or 14 and all, the Bible says that after Jesus had been in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted of the devil and all the temptations, I begin to get confused right now and all. He said all the temptations, but there was only three things he tempted with. Then as I begin to pray and study and the Holy Spirit led me to 1 John 2 and 15. Then I begin to understand there are three temptations. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That's all the devil got to work with. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. But he just perfected them. Now, let me hurry on in my conclusion right now and, and, and finish up. Okay, now, now I want you to notice right here and all, for the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter number 5, and I think it's around verse 17, it says, For think not that I came to, for, to do away with it, but I came to fulfill it. Fulfilled it. Which means right now and all, when it came to the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it changed right now and all from being called according to as an eyewitness count, but it came 
the gospel. What is the gospel? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which all four gospels has it in there. So now he brings us to the three stories in Matthew chapter 4, where the Bible says, after Jesus came up out of the water, being filled with the Spirit, but if you look at it in the Greek, it says being filled with the Spirit meant in full control of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had full control of him. It had full control of him. You know, there's one passage that says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. A lot of times when our needs are not met at all because we're only giving God half of our heart or a part of our heart. There are areas that we wall off in our life we don't even let God in. Amen. I'm thank you, Jesus. You know, we, we don't want, we give him what we want him to have because we want him to make the thing work out how we want it to work out. And then go back and say, I prayed about it and the Lord didn't answer my prayer. But, 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 but I can't answer it with all that in there. You know, all that attitude, you know what I'm saying? All that moxie, you know what I'm saying? All that looking at folk crazy, all that gossip. I can't have it. See, God, take this, but don't take this. You know, God, you can have this, but, but, but don't have this. We don't give him all our heart. See, see, when it comes to emptying yourself before God right now, when you pull out everything, you go into areas right now that make you even blush. Amen. Because there are secrets in there that you don't want nobody to know. You know, that's a dangerous thing right now to give somebody, tell somebody what's on your mind. That's an ugly thing. Because you really want to tell somebody what's in your mind? Or do you want to give somebody a piece of your mind? See, no, don't give them a piece of your mind. You need it. I'm telling you, you're going to need it. You need it. But, 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 but think about it. Even in a more powerful service that we had, Friday night, something can come across your mind. Well, let me leave that on right now. It's amazing right now, you know. Jesus was sitting at the Last Supper. And he asked the disciples. Well, actually, he told them, one of you going to betray me. And the Bible didn't say, Peter looked over there. At John, you say, Jesus, I know what you're talking about. You see that joker right there? I had my eyes on him ever since you called him. No, he didn't. Ain't, ain't none of them say that. You know what they said? They all said, Lord, is it I? Is it I? Could it be possible that some of us got something going on inside of us that we can't look down on nobody? Is it possible that some of us right now could have something going on in our life right now you know, that, 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 that holds us back from being all we can be in God? He said, Lord, is it I? Can you imagine right now Jesus busting through that door back there and begin to, to, to point at one of you and say, I'm going to put your mind up here on the screen. You start crying and running up on the seat and be so embarrassed because, Lord, don't do that. Don't do that. Because, see, there's stuff in here. Oh, come on. There's stuff that goes on in here. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Sometimes my biggest fight is with myself. Amen. Amen. The biggest fight I have sometimes is with me. 
you know, you know, Pastor gave the testimony, and, and that's because we got kindred spirits, you know. I went through something uh, last Wednesday and all that I was shamed and embarrassed by, and I was, I, I was so shameful. Y'all, y'all, I acted up in a situation. I didn't cuss, but I should have. Amen, Jesus Christ. Amen. Y'all, I acted, ooh. I'm talking about, I, I, I in a meeting with folks and all, and in a group, it, it was so bad right now, and all, they all got quiet and they looked because they were so shocked and surprised. Not you. And then walked out and slammed the door, just showing off. And guess what? Left saying, I'm going home to get ready for Bible study. Oh, Lord, Jesus, help me. I got home, and I thought, and I said, you know, Lord, I can't do this. I got to repent. I got to talk to pastor, please. But he had called me and said, I'm going to do Bible. And and then he come in and start talking about confession. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't never had that happen to y'all with the Lord. You know, he started talking about confession and, and getting it out and, and not living, having it control you. Because, see, when, when Jesus went through temptation, temptation is the only thing that the devil have access to your life. He, 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 you are free will, but temptation is the avenue of access for him. Jesus told him, he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired that he might have you, that he might sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith faileth not. When you are converted, go strengthen thy brother. When you look at the word when in the Greek, the word when in the Greek denotes a time, which means that there's going to come a time that you're going to be so tempted and so frustrated and so give out until you're going to lose your faith. There are things that you go through in your family, you lose your faith. There are tragedies that happen in your life right now that you almost lose your faith. So, so, so he said, when you are converted, when means that it's going to happen, but, but you're going to go through a conversion. It's not that you're not going to have things. That, it's not that you're going to be tempted. It's not that you're going to be tested. But when you are tempted or tested, don't allow your faith to fall. We've misjudged a fallen man by fallen faith. A man could fall, but his faith not fall. Oh, you're looking at me like I, oh, go to the Bible. Come here, Abraham, help me out. Abraham lied, told a very lie, two times, thank you, sister, <laughs> two times. He's lied. And in the very next chapter, not the next chapter, but the very next verse, God blessed him beyond measure. Because the Bible teaches us the goodness of God leadeth to repentance. 
You could go through something so diabolical and so tremendous and so, and, 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 and so hard, but yet God will be so good to you. Sometimes he don't take you out back behind the woodshed and give you a whip. But sometimes God says, I've got another way. I'm going to be so good to you that you will have to repent. You will have to repent. You, you have to. Sometimes God is just that good to you that, that you have to just drop your head and say, you know what, Lord? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That, that, that's why the Bible says he, he, you, you be thankful. Thankful. So now... The Bible teaches us in all four Gospels that he was led in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. That got me because it said he was led by the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. If you're going to be effectively used by God right now and all, you're going to go through things. You're going to face things. Some of y'all in here, if you tell the truth right now, no, y'all were one problem away from losing your mind. Some of you in here right now, no, you were one situation from a nervous breakdown. Some of you in here, you might not want to tell the truth right now, no, 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 and this is a deliverance ministry right now, no, but some of you right now are staring at a bottle of pills and then got mad because you woke up. Some of you have gone through things right now that you really wanted to say, is this God? No, I can't go. But, but yet, he drove him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. But I begin to realize, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't Israel go into the wilderness and was there 40 years but failed in their temptation? Wasn't Moses walking with them 40 years? And Moses got so mad at his congregation right now and all for tempting and testing God that when God told him to speak to the rock, Moses struck it twice, which meant something right now and all, which meant right now and all that you bringing God back again right now because he, that rock was Christ. God would only do it one time with his son. He wasn't going to do it twice. And Moses disobeyed God. So here it was right now. The fight was on. Jesus versus the devil. To do what Israel couldn't do. To do what Moses couldn't do. And then the Bible says, after 40 days of temptation, Satan left him for a season. Because he'd been whipped. Amen. Amen. See, see, there are some things right now, though, God ain't finna let a lot happen to you. See, the two oldest books in the Bible, the oldest New Testament book is Mark. The oldest Old Testament book is Job. Because in Job right now, and all, Job 1 verse 9 and 10, Satan come walking before the Lord. Asking him for Job. And God says to Job, Satan? Will doubt have Job? And Satan said, no, I can't touch him. And he said, why can't you touch him? Because you got a hedge all around him, all around his stuff, all around his family, all around his children, all around his life. You, can, you got a hedge around but if you remove that hedge, I'll make him crush you to your face. And God told him, well, he's in your hands. You see, you got to understand right now, God has a hedge all around you. 
He has a hedge of protection. See, some of y'all right now, if y'all tell the truth right now, y'all know y'all should have been dead. Sleeping in your grave. Well, that's what they used to say back in the old church, you know. You know you should have been. How many accidents God stopped from happening? How many roadblocks God sent you in a different direction? You know, you know, because there's a hedge around you. How many, you, you know, your children are protected because of your relationship with God. Amen. You know, he got a hedge around you, and, and the enemy can't get you. He can't get you because there's a hedge around you. And James picks it up, and James says, there is no temptation. There is no temptation unto man. And every man is drawn away with temptation by his own lust and is, is enticed and entrapped. See, the enemy can't get you when God got a hedge around you. But you the one break the hedge. See, as long as you're in the hedge, he can't get you. See, you can walk in the hedge. He can't get you. You can run in the hedge. He can't, you can go to work in the hedge, and he can't get you. I know they set up traps for you at work and all, but they can't get you because you're in the hedge. You know what I'm saying? You can go out in public, and the enemy can't get you because you're in the hedge right now. You know, but, but what happens is we get to playing patty cake with him and come outside the hedge. You know, you know, the devil comes and, and, and we start playing with him, you know, little stuff, you know, little stuff. See, as long as you're in the hedge, he can't get you, you little stuff. Yeah. But, but, but then he said, oh, come on, play with me. And there you go, playing with him. You know, pastor always talking about getting a dance, but that's how the devil is. He give you a dance, you know, play with him, play with him. See, see, this is the hedge right here. This is, as long as you're in here, you're in the hedge. He can't get you. Nothing he can do as long as you're in the head. See, that's because you pray, uh-huh, you worship, you study, you live right, you do the right things right now. But one of the things they get access to is when you start compromising. Compromising, oh, you're playing with him now. Come on, yeah. You're playing. You know, the Bible really didn't mean that, you know, when you, oh, you, you know, we start watering down scriptures, you know what I mean? And then, oh, it's all right to live together and not be married, you know, after all, you got to try it out before you do, you know, you play with him. Mm -hmm. you, you make, you know, we make real good money, we put it all together, but you can't manage it. Oh, you're just playing with him. You know, I, I don't talk about everybody. I just talk about the people who talk about me. You know, you gossiping. You know, you just you just playing with him. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you start compromising. See, the Bible says, uh, for for the traditions of man have made the word of God to null effect. You start using scriptures to justify sin. You know what I'm saying? You you, you just play. And then the next thing, you know, oh, you're playing with me. Come on now. Yeah. You play. And then then you hear, oh yeah. And then you hear. Oh, really good, uh-huh. And then, see, see, the Bible says every man is drawn away by his own lust. And it's like, you, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I love steak. I, I don't know about y'all. I love steak. I'll take steak before chicken. Amen. Amen. I love it. You know, 
I, I love it, you know, and, and, and I love mushrooms with, with gravy, smother, you know, the watered down pastor, you know what I'm talking about, just, just, just trickled over it, you know, and, I, and, and, you know, I love it, I love it, but if I order steak, don't you bring me no chicken, I want what I want, and see, that's me, that's my loving, you might love chicken, like my wife. She won't, she don't like steak. She can't stand it, but she loves chicken. See, steak is my weakness. Chicken is her. So you can't come dangling no steak in front of her face and think she's going to fall. No, no. But you, and, and, and you can't bring chicken to me and all that. It's just chicken to me, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and get my attention. But every man is drawn away and tempted by his own lust. See, you got your own lust. Everybody got their own lust. Some of us right now are tempted with lying. See, I have coffee and donuts sometimes. Some people have coffee and a lie. They just got to tell a lie. <laughs> I mean, you didn't ask for it. You didn't call them, fax them, email. They just walk right up to you and just tell you a lie. You know, that's it. Everybody's tempted. Some people are tempted with gossip. Amen. Some people just got to gossip. Child, hey girl, how you doing? I'm good. You heard anything? Hey, listen, you didn't get this from me, but I got it from a reliable source. It must be one too reliable. It told you. Everybody has something that they're tempted with. And I love what Pastor said on Wednesday night. Confession is for every day. Not because you know you sin. No, there's a sin somewhere. There's also the sin of omission. Proverbs says something to this effect. The very thought of foolishness is sin. And there's some foolish stuff that come through my head that I had to say. You, you know, I, I know this ain't, ain't good right now and all, and y'all forgive me and pray for me and all. But some of the best and most funniest stuff I ever seen was in church. You get to, you, you know, I know now why a lot of comedians go to church. Because we give them a lot. <laughs> but temptation is draw you away. And then when he draws you out, now I got you. And when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin is full grown, it produces death. It's not always physical death, but as a spiritual death. But death in the Greek there means a separation when that relationship has been served and access is granted. Now chaos and confusion is in your life and the enemy starts to tear you down. There's a door right now in all that the enemy plays with 
called to mind. If I can get you to think a certain way, I got you. In my conclusion, John 14 and verse 30. Say, for the enemy comes and he's got nothing in me. He has no control in me. I, Jesus was upon the full control of the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of people right now and all who traded the control of God for the control of popularity. For fame. There are a lot of people right now and all. Do you not know right now and all? I have met some pastors right now and all that were so busy right now and all. I don't see how they can. They, they need 32 hours in a day and not 24. They're so busy. But yet they're not effective. You can be busy but not produce anything. You could be, as my grandfather used to say, boy, you're just spinning your wheels and going nowhere. And I used to think right now and all, being around my grandfather and all, he used to say some stuff and all, and I used to wonder where in the world this man be coming up with this stuff at until I got old and then I began to understand what he was saying. You can be so busy that you wear yourself out and not accomplish anything. There are a lot of people right now, you know, who are famous but not effective. They bring no change, no help, no life to anybody because they are ineffective. And they are lured by the temptations of fame, so they dismiss being effective in God for the temptation and the lust of being famous. Do you want to be effective or famous? Being effective. Everybody in here have made some kind of mistake. Everybody in here has had some type of challenge that made them fail. You know, the, the, in my conclusion right now, I remember growing up in a church right now and all, where, where, where if you made a mistake, you had to come up and confess it before the church. Y'all don't know nothing about them churches. But, 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 but you had to come up and tell what you've done. And then ask the church. Now get this. Ask the church for forgiveness. Oh, I see some people shaking their head. They know what I'm talking about. Beg my pardon. The only problem I had with that, even though I never had that experience. I mean, I was in churches that did. The only problem I had with that was, I'm standing there looking at that joker right over there that you're talking to, shaking his head, talking about, bless him, Jesus. Bless him. You was there too. You ever notice the scripture right now and all? They said there was a woman caught in adultery. And they brought her to Jesus. That's my question. You can't commit adultery by yourself. The other problem I got with it, them were some nasty jokers. Why are you running around peeking in folk windows? <laughs> see, 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 see. We have gotten into a society 
to where we call sin, sin, and, it's, and, and, and we put sin on people that God has forgiven us of. Everybody in here is battling temptation. Everybody in here. Now, now I'm going to be honest. There's been times I wanted to quit and give up. I'm serious. But God always sent the right person. Whether it's by divine inspiration. There was a time right now in the last couple of years I wanted to quit, give up. In a place, a dark place. Clay Clark. I don't even know how he got my number. But I know it had to be God. Sent me a message and said, you know what, brother? I love you. I'm with you. And I love you. And I'm with you. And I'm thinking, like, how can you get my number? But what I should have been saying, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm worrying about how he got my number. But, but Clay sent me that message. Pastor and Brother Tommy gave a message the other night. Or, or they talked about how they turned down jobs that were going to pay them a lot of money. But God told them no. I rejoice at that. Because I too went through a situation to where there was a lot of money offered. But I would've, it would have cost me something. It would have cost me two things. It would have cost me you. And I would have had to hurt some people with what they wanted me to do. And I would have probably lost that little beautiful lady my number one fan and greatest critic. I, I would have probably lost her too. Temptation is something. And if Jesus was tempted, we all tempted. If, if Jesus was attacked by the devil for a season, guess what in the morning? You know, I have no problem with 30 days, but it's them months with that 31st day that gets you. You know, every now and then, that 31st day can be devastating. You know, because, because it's, been, it's been mornings right now you know, that, that I just didn't want to, I wanted to, I, there was a time I wanted to quit. But then you run across people who you've ministered to. And they let you know it's all worth it. Meeting you, it was all worth it. Ministering with you, it was all worth it. Sharing with you, it was all worth it. Seeing the gifts, it was all worth it. As I close out right now in prayer, seeing Zach do that dance he did Friday night, it was all worth it. Amen. Seeing uh, Derek, Cry as he worshiped God. It was all worth it. It was all worth it. Meeting a guy like Paul Trimble who came and put my gutters up and they were so pretty. Them the prettiest gutters I ever seen in my life, y'all. Y'all, it's so beautiful. It was all worth it. It's all worth it. It's all, it's all worth it. Being ministered to by Sister Norma Jean, it's all worth it. To have two beautiful in-laws like Brother Jeff and Christy, it's all worth it. 
It's all worth it. Meeting Angela, it's all worth it. And prayer warriors like Sister Ann and Sister Vicki, it's all worth it. Seeing the anointing of healing come on pastor's wife and all, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. It's all, knowing Sister Kay, it's all worth it. Getting a sweet kiss from Sister Barbara, it's all worth it. Having Sister Geneva tell me how much, I love you, brother, it's worth it. Having a friend like Roger Drow who prays the paint off the wall, it's worth it. It's worth it. Getting the wisdom of Brother Gene Barbara, even though he give you a serious look, and you don't know whether he's the smile, laugh, or what, but his wisdom is all worth it. To see Lacey come out of her, her, her inner self and then enter into another self and watch God use her Friday night like I never saw, it's worth it. it it's worth it. It's all, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Having Brother John Smith send me letters and encouragement and, and, and talk to me about the Lord and encourage every day sometimes, sometimes three times a day, it's all worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Having Brother Tommy pray with me and sometimes get up during the middle of the night and send me a message and say, Brother, I'm up this time of night and I'm praying and I say, Lord, boy, get some sleep. It's worth it. It's worth it. And, and, and my favorite, he comes through. I'm saying all y'all my favorite, but this dude comes through and he shows up at the, at the very moment with something inspiring. Brother Canaan. He, he comes up. I mean, he will pop up like a ghost. And I know it's serious. And then having uh, Brother Hollis who we've had intimate conversations, deep conversations, and never heard it repeated. It's all worth it. Now, the reason why I said all that is to say this right here. I don't think I could have got that anywhere else. I don't think I could have gotten it anywhere else. But it's all worth it. And the reason why I'm telling you this is, like I'm tempted and tested, you are tempted and tested. But don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. My son, Brandon, y'all ain't never had a child that was rebellious and y'all ain't never had a child that seemed to be going in the opposite direction of what you were going in. Y'all ain't never had that. Y'all ain't had a child right now and all that's so much like you that you don't like. But yet you fighting, you, you looking at him, but you fighting yourself. Y'all know what I'm talking about? See, you fighting him, but you know when you look in the mirror, you fighting you. Because nothing can come through you and, and you not identify with it. I, you, you know, you know I, I, I got to the point where I said, I give up. I had enough of him. He can just go. And then God... He'll change when he want to change. 
not because you want him to change. And so many times we get that confused. Sometimes I walk up to him and I just grab him and hug him and say, boy, I love you. And he look at me like, what I done done? I think love is the perfect covering. You know why? Because God loved us while we were yet sinners. He loved, and, and while we was out there going to the nightclub and, and, and smoking and drinking and rebellion and doing what we was doing, Jesus went to the cross because you was on the other side of that cross. So don't get moved by what, what they're going through. and whatever. If you just put them in the hand of God, he will cover them. He will cover them. He will put a hedge of protection over them. Let, let, let me pray right now. Holy Spirit of God, I'm praying for my brothers and sisters who are tempted. And a temptation that is drawing them away from you. But God, I pray today that the access of this temptation be cut off. And that you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will break every yoke that the enemy has set on them. God, I know we want fame and we're running after fortune, oh Lord. But God, I'd rather be effective and under full control of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray right now that in the name of Jesus every power of the enemy be broken and you put a hedge of protection all around us and our children in the awesome name of Jesus and I pray even the more God that you continue to lift us up far above the burden of the enemy in Jesus' name, amen. Pastor, can I pray for somebody? I ain't got it right. Uh, Pastor, your wife? Yeah, yeah, sister. Lucia. Roger Joe, your wife? S -s Send her. Sister Ann, come here. Casey, can you step right down here? Somebody missing. Sister Vicky, that's it. share something with, with Sister Kim. I said, I never had this done before, that God gave me a word for somebody and then told me, don't give it. 
because it would arouse jealousy and envy at that time I told sister Kim about it and she said I'm glad you didn't but now just a few minutes ago he told me to do it I want y'all to hold each other's hands but I want you sister, to, to cover them in prayer Holy Spirit of God I pray right now for an anointing on these thy women Father the healing that is going to be on Pastor Kim's life oh God it's going to be a burning in our hand an oily substance in our hand that when it comes sometimes all oh, her hands will tremble oh God and you will even put a word in with what you do through her hands I pray Father I even pray for Sister JC that you continue to give her a boldness to not only just sing to God but she will minister the gospel with a power and she gives a word I pray for Sister Ann oh God that as she continues to intercede on the behalf of the church and other members of the church and even members in her family oh God God you will give her a word oh God a, a, a word that would just set people on fire that would just break every shackle every chain I even pray right now oh God that the, the, the times you visit her in the wee early mornings oh God and that 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 the worship you give her and the praise you give her. But God, I even more say, take Psalms 91 and let her just receive revelation from it, oh God, as she continues to read it. And I pray for Sister Vicki, oh God. What an anointing on this woman's life, oh God. You filled her with a word, oh Lord. Now I pray that you release this word in her, that it will go through her to others, oh God. And the dear sister who's covering all of them in prayer. I pray for her, Lord, that you would just open up a door, oh God, and begin to allow these women to be more powerfully effective, oh Lord, and effective in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you stretch their hands wide, oh Lord, and open doors, oh God, that can never be closed in the awesome name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Amen. Come here for a second, sir. You. Yeah, you. Just you. Thanks for listening to the St. Mary's Church Podcast. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today or have more questions about following Jesus, 
we have pastors who want to talk with you. Connect with us at stmaryschurch.net or through social media on Facebook or Instagram. We can't wait to hear what Jesus is doing in you.